This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Gets to the lead blue line. Reinhardt trying to work in over the line. Does to the right wing side. Banked it around back to the net to the far side. Lundell back around. Around it, but they score! A wrap around from behind the goal. And Sam Reinhardt has won game three and put the Leafs on the verge of elimination as they are now down three to nothing in this series. And now nine games into the postseason and you feel like you still have not seen the real Toronto Maple Leafs. That's true. Nine games into the postseason and we haven't seen the real Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know if that's true in a sense, but I do know if they don't show up for game four, the real Toronto Maple Leafs, quote unquote, don't show up for game four, they are going to head into an offseason with just as many, if not more questions than had they been bounced in round one again by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, welcome back to Sportsnet today. It's Logan Gordon along with you. Outstanding production team of Cam and Taylor along with us. Here in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And yes, the Toronto Maple Leafs dropped three in a row to the Florida Panthers. And Sam Reinhart has the overtime winner, 302 into OT, past Joseph Wall, who came in for the injured Ilya Samsonov. And the Leafs now need a victory to stave off elimination and look to become one of the few teams in NHL history to ever recover from a 3-0 series deficit. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. We'll have to start with one game at a time for these Toronto Maple Leafs, who even today, head coach Sheldon Keefe speaking to the media, admitted uh, any sort of uphill climb, any sort of battle back against the Florida Panthers isn't going to come easily. Certainly have the ability to, uh, to put it together. We won three games in a row in the Tampa series. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things here, but obviously we're up against a tough opponent. We got lots of belief in our team, but there's, there's a good hockey team on the other side as well. It's going to make it hard, but it's, it's, uh, it's meant to be hard. Anything worth achieving is, is hard. And uh, we'll do all that we can to have our group ready uh, to get a win on Wednesday, bring it back to Toronto. Anything worth achieving is certainly hard, but it's only harder for the Toronto Maple Leafs knowing that their best players didn't show up in game three. By NHL statistics, it's almost a guaranteed series loss when you go down three games to none. And the Toronto Maple Leafs got absolutely nothing from the core four 
of Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander in a near-must-win game. If that's not a must-win game for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I don't know what is. But to walk out of... you could Again, you can lose games. I think I've said this a thousand times when it comes to the Calgary Flames. You can lose games. There are good teams. The Florida Panthers are obviously a good team. But you can't lose games with your best players not showing up. As I know uh, it's not fun hearing about the Edmonton Oilers all the time, but we started off the program in hour one talking to Mark Spector from Sportsnet and Sportsnet.ca, and he brought up a brilliant point in all of this when you want to look at the difference between the Oilers and the Leafs right now. The Oilers could lose. The Oilers, no guarantee the Oilers roll over this series against Vegas because they've had two good games. That series is tied one apiece. They could lose in the third round. They could lose in the cup final. The one thing I know is going to happen with Edmonton is their top guys are going to show up. I know Drysdale is going to show up. I know McDavid's going to show up in some way, some form. I don't know that about Toronto. And that's incredible to say. I have no idea what Austin Matthews is going to give me in game four. He had two shots on goal in game three. Austin, shoot the puck. Mitch Marner, two shots on goal. Shoot the puck. Get the puck on net. I'm so uh, yeah. Do I think Sheldon Keefe is is the be all end all when it comes to coaching? No, I think that there are some flaws in some of the deployment and some of the ways that he goes about his business. But stop talking to me about how Sheldon Keefe let the team down last night in that game, and that he's somehow the reason for this when his top guys combined for four shots on goal in a must-have game against the Florida Panthers. When those two guys combined are at, like, what, $22 million, and that's me excluding Tavares and Nylander, who were as noticeable as Casper the Ghost was last night. You have to have your top guys producing or at least be noticeable in the series because, I'm sorry, Sam Lafferty and Eric Gustafson aren't winning you the series. Nolachari is not winning you this series. It's just not going to happen. And if they walk out of this with a four-game sweep at the hands of the Florida Panthers, I, I could care less that you broke a streak of 20 years or whatever it was and got out of the first round against Tampa Bay. Four wins in a playoff series is in a, in a playoff run, if you want to call it that, is nothing. That's not even halfway to a Stanley Cup. Is that the best that this core can come up with is four wins? One-fourth of the way. Congratulations. You got 25% of the way to a Stanley Cup. That's the best you could come up with. That's just not good enough. And Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner talking about frustration and just the the lack of scoring. Sorry, it's got to come from those two. And here is Mitch Marner a bit on that frustration level for the Leafs right now. I don't think we can get frustrated. Um, we just got to stick to our abilities, and um, you know, when you, once you get frustrated, then things don't really go well for you at all. So, um, you know, we're just trying to maintain and do the right things on the ice, and um, we've been doing it through the through the series. We just got to make sure we keep doing that, and um, obviously, you know, just digging game in, um, one game at a time, and just make sure we're, we're trying to do our best we can. Well, the best that you can did not show up in game three. So, 
if that's the best you can that you've still got left, if you're Mitch Marner specifically coming off of that quote, then it's about time to see it. Can they? Sure. They've, they've got all the talent in the world. That's never been a question. But when the chips are down, when they absolutely need them the most, will they? I'm just not convinced with this group. And uh, as I bring my producer Taylor into this conversation, this is uh, a clip that got played an awful lot last night following Sam Reinhart's uh, OT winner. Do you really want Florida? Mm. Mm. You sure about that? One more time. We want Florida! Mm. We want Florida! Mm. We want Florida! Hockey images that precede unfortunate events. Shirtless dude with a backwards Raptors hat chanting, We want Florida and Maple Leaf Garden or whatever they call that. Probably not so confident today. And uh, as you might expect, um, Florida Panthers fans remembered that. And this was uh, post-game in uh, the Florida Arena last night. That one's a little sad. Probably don't want Florida. It's not the same. I mean, here, see if this bit is a little louder. Not bad. Hey, for the for the Panthers team that I believe hadn't hadn't gotten in as much as a sellout close to game time. It's a good troll job. I'm here for it. If you're gonna chant, we want Florida. And then, you know, proceed to get kicked in the teeth three games in. You're going to have to take it when it comes back your way. And this text says, are you going to play the clip of them chanting, we want Boston too or not? Why would I? Why? It's irrelevant. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You chanted, we want Florida, and Florida's up 3-0. It doesn't matter. You can chant if you want any team. I'll, I'll play it as soon as you start losing to them. <laughs> I mean, you can be a hurt Leafs fan about it all you want. You haven't done anything to warrant wanting anybody. I don't care if it was Boston, if it was Florida, if it was the Brooks Bandits. Okay, well, the Brooks Bandits are really good. Exactly. So better than Toronto? I don't know about that, but anyway. They've actually won... Hey, at least it was this time. It was uh, it was definitely Wes McCauley's fault last night. That's all we know. It's always Wes McCauley's fault. Definitely Wes McCauley's fault last night. What do you do if you're Toronto, honestly, and you lose this series in four or five? It doesn't really matter at this point. Again, like I said, four wins that the round one series against Tampa for me, it's not nothing because you again as. As much fun as it is to to have at least fans and to continue to play this clip as often as I want to, and I, I might play it a lot because it, it does make me laugh, and it's, it's again, in case you missed it. Florida! We want Florida! 
I'm going to play that a lot. It's it's a tough spot to be in, and it's one that I, I almost bring back to Calgary in a sense. And it, I know it's frustrating because Matthew Kachuk's on the other side of this series and is having a great year and has propelled himself to such a high level. And I know Johnny's gone and has had whatever personal success you want to say in Columbus. He still had a good year personally, even though the team stunk. The end of the day, that core group for the Calgary Flames achieved at their very best five wins in the postseason. Again, not even halfway to a Stanley Cup. As as frustrating as it is now because Huberto hasn't worked out yet and all that, I, I get that. But to still go back to where we were just a year and a half ago almost, you know, to sit there and say, what's the level of success that you actually have to strive for? For the Maple Leafs core, if this is the best that you can do, then it wasn't good enough. And I know that's hard to say because Austin Matthews is a 60-goal guy. And Mitch Marner is a premier playmaker in this league. And I get that that's tough, but this construction, this group, whatever it is, whether the coach handles things, whether it's being too forward, top heavy, whatever it is, if you can only manage four, five, maybe even six wins, you have to look at that as a failure for the core of this group. And I'm, it sucks to say because I know – uh, it's fun to be Tampa Bay and talk about having 10 or 12 playoff wins, you know, on your down years, right? When you don't win the Stanley cup, you were still in the Stanley cup final against Colorado and you still went three rounds and won it. But the Toronto Maple Leafs really need to look at what this off season is going to bring. And I, I assume you're going to try to run it back with a pretty similar group. Do you have Kyle Dubas? in charge of it for one last swing before Austin Matthews is a free agent in the summer of 2024-2025 maybe i still i don't know i can't i really even if they get swept by four i don't know the dubis is back till i really don't i don't know what else he could physically do that changes this group enough in a year to to make it to make it work I feel like it's a little hard because when you have your super your superstars who aren't showing up, there's not not much that you can do about your depth, right? Like he brought in Ryan O'Reilly, Nola Chari, Jake McCabe. He has all of these great guys who are there to support Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander. But when you have those four that aren't doing anything, it's kind of hard to blame it all on Dubis. Exactly, and that's why I hesitate to to blame it all on Sheldon Keefe. Do I think he's part of the the problem? Sure, but again, Austin Matthews last night had two shots on goal. That's just not gonna get it done. Like you're, I to that point, your coach isn't on the ice playing. No, they can only tell you to do so much, but they're not the ones out there on the ice. And I don't, I can't see him sitting there going, "Hey, Austin." Put a couple more pucks on goal. Would you mind testing Bob a little bit more there? Austin knows that. He's been around long enough. 
doesn't need to be told that. But for $11.6 million, he needs to go out and show more than what he did. I'm sorry, that's just not going to get it done. And the, the ride comes to a halt pretty quick for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Kerfoot UFA, O'Reilly UFA, Camp Achari, Bunting UFA, Zach Aston Reese UFA, Justin Hole, probably happy that that's a UFA, but that's still a UFA. Can you bring Luke Shen back again? He's a UFA. It's And like I said, next year you walk into the last year of Austin Matthews before he becomes a UFA, and you know that's all anyone's going to want to talk about for the entirety of the season. So who is it for this Leafs team that suddenly comes in and makes a difference? John Tavares? Oh, okay, I mean, he's 33 next year. He's still at $11 million. I, I don't know that I've seen enough from him in this series. The D is a good group of parts that lacks a superstar. Right? You mentioned Jake McCabe. I like Jake McCabe. I like Morgan Riley. I like Geo and Brody, but they're not they're not superstars. I don't think they're dragging you into rounds two or three any farther than this group's already gotten. And who knows? Maybe it's Joseph Wollin net in game four. I mean, Matt Murray was the third goaltender, and you're allowed to dress three in the po- in the postseason to avoid the e-bug situation. So Matt Murray was there and did get padded up after Samsonov left. But if he's not at 100%, I mean, Joseph Wohl was your best option last night. I thought he played well. It's just a tricky spot to be in for the Leafs because they were so... They were... It was a good spot against Tampa Bay. I, I fell for I picked Toronto in round two. I sat there and thought, this is finally a team that was going to do what we've seen other teams do, whether it be Washington or Pittsburgh or any of these teams that have had a playoff hurdle presented to them, Taylor, and that's once they finally get past that hurdle, they were going to run with it. But now it seems as though... They took a step back? I don't even know if they took a step back. I just It feels like it feels like that was their cup. right? And that's so unfair to say because I understand how frustrating it's been running into Tampa Bay year after year and watching them go to the cup final and thinking, man, if we could just get past them, that could be us. But it kind of feels that way three games into this series. There just hasn't been enough of that fight, enough of that battle back from this team. And to quote Rick Bonus, not enough pushback. Not enough pushback, yeah. And it's it's it really has shocked me. And yes, uh five one nine area code, I get it. Settle down on the leaf hate. I hate Brantford area code, I get it. It's it's not your day. I'm hundred uh, percent here. And yes, is it fun to rag on the Leafs and their fans? Yeah, it's hundred percent fun. To do it, but I also get that it's not. I'm surprised. Like I said, I picked Toronto in this series. I thought they were going to do a lot better. It's just stunning to me that we're at this point talking about them down three nothing. Um, this text at nine six zero nine six zero says I trade Matthews rather than re up at ridiculous money for a postseason bust. That's I mean, what happens with Austin Matthews is by far. I think the biggest storyline, and it's not even like he's been a bust. He's got 11 points in nine playoff games. So he's far from being a bust, but has he been the most impactful player? No. Whereas Florida's got, you know, Kachuk, 
Bennett, some of their top players have been their top players uh, night in, night out. I think Matthews has been a good player, but has he been anywhere near good enough for being the top player on the Toronto Maple Leafs pay-wise? No. Um, Julie's fans bringing up again that they chanted, we want Boston. It doesn't matter. You, you wanted Florida, you got Florida, and this is what's happening so far. So I'm going to play the chance of we want Florida. That's, that's just how it happens, Taylor. I'm, I'm not in control of the rules. That's just how these things work. You chant we want Florida, you get bum-rushed by Florida in three games. I'm going to play that one. It, would, it also would have been funny the other way. To be fair, if you went and beat Florida in three games straight and you were saying we want Florida, then, then you would have looked like geniuses. You don't. You look like an ass, but it's fine. That's part of being a fan. It's you can, great. You can be wrong about your team, and it's fine. It's all right. Your team can suck, and you can be okay with that. It's okay. It's all right. You were wrong. It happens. We're wrong all the time. I'm wrong every day. I don't care. I do care, but I don't. I cheer for the dumbest team in football. I cheer for the Los Angeles Chargers. They're a mess. They punctured their own quarterback's lung a couple years ago, trying to give him treatments for a broken rib. I still cheer for them. They're morons, but I love them. They're my morons. And if you're a Leafs fan and you weren't out there and they were chanting, we want Florida, those are your morons. And you love them. And God help you, you should have loved them. You haven't won a playoff series. Taylor wasn't even born before that. I was. Okay, you were, but not... Like two. Whatever. Close enough. You should have been happy. Did it work out? No. And do idiots like me get to come on here and play that and have fun with it? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's it's okay. Things these things happen. It's just to me, it's a really fascinating story. I'm curious where it goes. I'm just curious how the fight back comes from Toronto. If there is any fight back. You're down three nothing in the series. You've got nothing left to lose. Do they show up in game four? Do they roll over? I don't know. I really don't know. It's an interesting group. And then, like we've talked about in this segment, what the hell happens with half of the team being UFAs and the other half being guys who are superstars on contracts that expire in a year or two? Who knows? It's it's sure as heck going to be interesting, though, and I, I really can't wait to find out uh, what happens. Uh, Taylor, did you know that Austin Matthews was a first overall selection? This is this is news to me. Yes. In fact, in 2016, he was the first overall pick uh, in the draft, and the Leafs won the draft lottery this year. And tonight, there's another draft lottery. What? Yeah. Is that a like a yearly occurrence? It is. They, wow. they, in fact, they do this every single year. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this year's edition and who could win it. And I'll even replay a memory that makes Taylor very, very happy uh, for once. I won't be bugging Taylor for once. I'll actually just be playing something that makes her happy. You'll find out what that memory is uh, around the corner as we continue. Sportsnet Today, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The first overall selection in the 2022 NHL Draft belongs to... The Montreal Canadiens, which means number two, the New Jersey Devils. That was NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly last year 
at this time announcing that the Montreal Canadiens had won the draft lottery and would select first overall. They had the best odds heading into last year's NHL draft lottery show and would come out with the first overall selection, who they would eventually select at first overall, Uri Slavkovsky. Uh, a mixed first year in Montreal for the first overall pick, but still plenty He's of promise. Broken. Lots of promise. I'm not getting there yet. Don't worry, Taylor. I know. We're good. We're all right. Uri Slavkovsky taken with the first overall selection last year. I would generally say something along the lines of, well, who could go first overall this year? Tune in to find out. But let's let's be honest, that would be We we know who's I would I would be lying yeah. to you. Unless, um, unless we have a fun turn of events where he, Connor Bedard doesn't go first. I, I think the world would blow up. Like the Twitter would blow up. Everything would be a mess. I I can't see it changing, but goodness. Would Team Chaos certainly love to see that happen? Uh, this is Sportsnet Today. It's Logan Dorn along with you. I'm Logan. She's Taylor. Cam's in the other room uh, doing outstanding production type things. Uh, yes, we're getting set for the NHL's draft lottery show tonight. Uh, Sportsnet and the NHL Network hosting this for you. You'll hear Bill Daly once again uh, reading out the cards and uh, announcing the draft order. It should begin at number 16 overall with your Calgary Flames, who enter tonight with the lowest possible odds of winning the draft lottery. And winning the draft lottery for the Calgary Flames does not mean picking first overall. In fact, it means only moving up 10 slots. I shouldn't say only 10 spots. It's a considerable change from 6 to 16. But yes, for the Flames, a draft lottery win would only mean moving up to 6th overall. Uh, and the top five remaining uh, as set by the best odds we entered tonight. The Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Uh, yes, with all due respect to Yuri Slavkovsky and the draft that was in 2022, uh, there is really no debate as to who will be used with that first overall selection. Uh, it will be Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats. Who lands the superstar? We will find out tonight. Uh, like I said, Calgary will start things off very likely. Uh, as Bill Daly announces, they have the 16th overall pick. Uh, on the other side of it, the teams waiting with bated breath. Taylor run anywhere from Anaheim, Columbus, Chicago, San Jose, Montreal, Arizona, Philadelphia, Washington, Detroit, St. Louis, and Vancouver. Those are in descending order, starting with Anaheim, who comes in with the best odds at 25.5% of picking first overall. Taylor, where do you not want to see Connor Bedard land tonight? That also applies to the text line for those of you listening live. 960-960. Of those teams I listed, where do you not want to see number 98 Land the next generational, by all accounts, superstar, offensive dynamo for Team Canada, for the Regina Pats. He, he put the Calgary Hitman on his highlight reel a couple times in town. We'll find out who gets first overall tonight, Taylor, but where do you not want him to go? There's so many teams that I don't want him to really? go to. Really? There's so many. I feel like, I don't know, maybe two. 
I, I, for me, like, I think the biggest one is Chicago, just because essentially they traded away everybody just to finish at the bottom of the league so that they had the best chance of getting Bedard. And I feel like they they really tanked for Bedard. And I, I don't think they should be rewarded for that. Fair enough. Uh, there are plenty of people like yourself that, that do feel as though um, you shouldn't reward tanking and that um, it's just a bad way to go about business. It's, it's one that unfortunately still does remain. And uh, I don't know the perfect solution to to changing that, but it's an interesting one. And I don't, I don't think I blame you either. I mean, look, Chicago too has had more draft success than pretty much anybody here in the last 10 to 15 years. I know Detroit's on this list and they've been up there a bit, but they haven't had anyone recently turned to game changers. I mean, Chicago is the only team uh, on this list other than St. Louis and Washington that can talk about a recent Stanley cup. Um, as in memories of a Stanley Cup within the last few seasons. So uh, they can definitely be in that category. And look, Kane and Taves walked into their franchise as high draft picks and, and changed them and helped them win those Stanley Cups. A lot of the teams on this list don't have that same um, luxury. Like, again, Arizona's been here a lot. Um, Anaheim has been here the last couple of years. Columbus has been here a lot. Hasn't really changed anything. They're still Columbus, and um, that obviously could be a big one if they win this one tonight. But uh, okay, so other side of the coin, so you don't want to see Chicago. Who do you want to see? And you're not allowed to say the team that I know you're going to say. Uh, you know what? I want him to go to a big market because it's going to be easier to market him. And I know that you don't may say Montreal, so I won't say Montreal. Thank you. I'll say Vancouver. Okay, that's almost even worse. I actually didn't think you could make it worse, but you, you probably made it worse. You told me to make it worse, so I told you. I did you. not tell you to make it worse. Yeah, hey, I limited hey, your I, options. You limited my options, and you thought that I was not going to make it worse? That's you on you. You did make it worse. Uh, Mick in, uh, on the text line at 960-960 agrees with you. He said, Bedard wants to be a Canuck. Hope it happens. Uh, bring him home. Bring him home. Please don't bring him home. I don't know how I feel about I'm. I'm kind of... Of the opinion, like for me, it's like okay, cool. If if he lands in a Pacific Division team, it's seeing in Calgary more. That's fun, but that's also more madness against the Flames on a more consistent basis. And there's only one Connor that comes around on a pretty regular basis that is enough to deal with here on a regular time. I kind of want to see somewhere in between. Um, look, I would be all for Arizona. Um, I, I think getting that pick, although. Who knows what's happening with that franchise right now? You know my top two who I'd like to see? San Jose and Philly, for me, are two that I'd like to see. Just because, with all due respect to both of those teams and the players they have, there's just not much going on right now. There's no reason for me to really get excited about Philly or San Jose when they come to town. And I think... Not not Carter Hart doesn't get you hot. excited, the Albertan boy. I would be, but he's got no one around him. He feels like he's on an island. He's got a couple. They've got a couple good pieces. I really like Travis Konechny. Um Cam York's a really interesting player there, but they they lack a superstar that they lost since Claude Giroux sort of aged out and finds himself now in Ottawa. 
And for San Jose, I mean, really since Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe were at their prime, they've had some good iterations. Couture and Hurdle and Pavelski did it for a couple of years. But again, when you look at San Jose, you think, okay, well, Eric Carlson's there. And then you kind of go, okay, and then what? You know? They got they got Thomas Bortolo in there. Sure. I guess. Uh as far as teams I don't want I don't want to see Columbus. I really don't. Columbus they're is boring. like a, Oh, they're so boring. Please. And, and I want to see Connor Bedard. I do think you're talking about a legitimate superstar coming into the league. Like he's that good. But please not Columbus. Please anything Almost anything but Columbus. Well, we all know that the draft lottery is somewhat rigged. And you know that Bettman is going to put him in a large market where they can actually market him and have fans coming to this. Would team. Anaheim count as that in your mind, though? Because then we're talking like... They have Trevor Zegris, and I think that kind of put them a little bit more of a bigger market but they're also still in socal which doesn't have a huge hockey market especially when you have the padres well and look they're probably are they last in the rankings of the california no san jose san jose is the worst they're close san jose is a pretty good fan base but yeah i get what you're saying uh so text at nine six zero nine six zero uh these came in very quickly uh, don't don't want him in Columbus. Don't please don't make it go to Columbus. Uh, Noah from Calgary says somehow Edmonton's going to end up with the first overall pick. I guarantee you that's not going to happen. Uh, this one says I don't want Bedard to go to a really brutal team. I hope he gets to San Jose. That's the best team in the bottom five for me. Uh, Shubes says Columbus would be boring, but it would be fascinating to see how that lineup plays out with Bedard. Wouldn't mind seeing him in San Jose Teal as well. Yes, I like that. Uh, and this one on the other page, this one says the only place I really want to see Bedard go is Columbus. I'd love to see him and Johnny playing together for the next six years. Uh, this one says I'd rather not. Uh, I'd rather not go anywhere west, but definitely not Columbus. Uh, this one says the Wings get hooped in draft lottery every single year. It seems I'm hoping that changes tonight. And uh, <laughs> this one says. Uh, yeah, being a Flames fan is painful enough. Please don't put him in Anaheim. Uh, we don't need this. That was in for the Vancouver. Division. Yeah, well, I started with Anaheim, but anywhere in the division, like Vancouver, San Jose, Anaheim, three chances to wind up in the division tonight. Um, okay, so you mentioned Vancouver, and Vancouver is one of those teams today that I have on my list tonight of what I'll call Team Chaos. And that's where I say, I talk about it. It slipped out of, say, the top five. And when Bill Daly brings it up, and it's nowhere near the first overall. Not nowhere near, but you know what I mean. We're still a few picks off of the first. And he goes, boom. And the number one overall selection begins, and it belongs to, boom. What team swarms Twitter? Like, what, what team outside the top five that wins the draft lottery tonight in theory, Taylor, explodes Twitter the most. Is it Arizona? Is it Philly? Is it Washington? Detroit? I think it's Vancouver because he's the BC boy. And I think Canadian team, all that, I think that's... And because, let's be honest, they have the lowest odds, so that would be a massive one. 
but I'm I'm kind of like, if what if Washington? That was also where I was kind of thinking. Like if Washington somehow wins this thing, and all Connors. of a sudden Connor Bedard is hanging out with Alex Ovechkin for a couple of seasons, that would be pretty fun, wouldn't it? That would be that would be something. Passing the torch from Ovechkin to Bedard in Washington. They also got Connor McMichael, so you get two. Connors. That's what everyone was thinking about for sure was Connor McMichael and Connor Bedard teaming up. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would go there. I appreciate it. It's a good poll. I but, have the um, weirdest sports knowledge and do. I will bring it up. You really do. And I appreciate that because that's what everyone was thinking. You said double Connors and I'm because I'm an idiot. I know Connor McMichael and I realized from the draft before that he was there. And I thought that's what you were talking about. But I was like, oh, OK. Fair enough. Um, I, I think Washington is one of those. I do think that as that texter says, um, who was in for Detroit, I think if Detroit wins it, you're talking about a fairly big splash. Um, and you talk about a team that goes from on the verge of being a young contending team to a team that might be a legit threat coming up the next couple of seasons. If Detroit wins it, um, the Arizona, what if he goes to Arizona? Are we happy about that? Are we... I mean, going to the the college stadium for the next. I mean, they. I think they'd sell out the college stadium in the next couple of years for sure, with Connor in town. But I don't think it's really that big of a market, though, where he's going to be the number one. I mean, he will be the number one superstar for any team he goes to, but he won't get that much. Like national. You don't think, you don't think he'd change that? You don't think he'd change the perspective of it? He could bring Arizona up a notch. I don't in think watchability. I don't think one player can change the outcome of a team. Hmm. So I don't think them just adding in Connor Bedard when they have all of these you know, contracts of guys who aren't even in the league anymore, or you know, just they kind of they kind of brought in all of these guys who aren't really great. So I don't see how Connor McDavid or Connor. Uh, Connor Bedard is going to change the the outcome of the Coyotes. There's too many Connors in this league. They need <laughs> to they hockey parents, please stop naming your child Connor. <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, a couple more texts at nine six zero nine six zero. We're talking all things NHL draft lottery show tonight. Where do the balls land? Who gets first overall? Where do you want to see Connor Bedard go? Where do you not want to see him go? Uh, all of that uh, up for conversation right now. I don't quite get this text. This one says, I thought sports journalists are supposed to be neutral. Logo going nuts over the possibility of Bedard going to Vancouver. That's his hometown. You're not allowed to... Did I go nuts over that? You're not allowed to have fandom ship over a team, apparently. Did I say... Well, I, didn't even say I, didn't even go, I didn't go nuts about that, I don't think. Uh, did I say that it would blow up Twitter? The most, if if he went to Vancouver tonight, yes, because that's true. He's from Vancouver. He's from BC. He's talked about being a Canucks fan, and the Canucks have the lowest percentage of winning tonight. So it would be a massive win lottery-wise for them to do it. I don't think that's me going nuts over them. I think that saying if Bedard somehow walked into Vancouver's laps, it would be a massive storyline tonight. I think that's fair. Maybe that's me going nuts, but I didn't, I didn't think it was, but okay. Um, 
plenty of people. Don't worry, I can guarantee you Edmonton cannot win the first overall selection. I know there are a lot of you that are worried about that, and I get it, because they won it three years in a row, and didn't do exactly so great on some of them, and they were off for two years, and then this next big superstar came up, and then they happened to win it again. I promise you, I promise you they cannot win it tonight. You will not see the Oilers logo on the draft lottery show. It'll show up afterwards when they play Vegas, but it'll have nothing to do with the draft lottery. You can all breathe about that. I promise. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, this one says, I'd love to see Bedard go to Detroit. Uh, this one says, as a Flames fan, I would love to see the next Connor land on a team in the West so we can see him more. Just not the pond filter ducks. Let's go San Jose. Columbus is obviously the worst option. Uh, this text says, if Arizona wins the lottery, Leafs pedal Matthews for him. Interesting thought process. Uh, this one says, the only reason I'd want Bedard in the West would be to see him and McDavid play together at the All-Star game. That would be kind of fun. What if you see Connor Bedard versus Connor McDavid well, how at the about, All-Star game? How about Connor Bedard goes somewhere else where he can't terrorize the Flames and we see them play together on Team Canada? Let's just do that. Let's have best-on-best best hockey and our best players can play on a fairly regular basis somewhere else. But that wouldn't be fun. I've had enough of that. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, a text that's with you saying they should change the draft. So that, uh, maybe it's not with you, but uh, this is change the draft so the cup winner gets first overall pick. Make all these teams stop tanking. I, I agree we need to stop tanking, but I don't know that a cup winner getting the first overall pick changes it. I feel like that's, hey, you win the cup. Here's also first double, double round. Down. Here's a here's a asset controlled at under a million dollars for the next three seasons. Have fun. Uh, this one says, uh, "I hope Detroit gets them. I find the NHL much better when the wings are good. That would be kind of fun. I, I have an uncle that's a very big Wings fan. I know he's hoping for that tonight. So we'll see what happens." Uh, it's going to be fun. Anyways, the, the odds heading into tonight, uh, go like this. Uh, if you're interested, Anaheim comes in with the best chance at 25.5%. Columbus is 13 and a half. So a big drop down Chicago, 11 and a half, uh, San Jose at nine and a half, Montreal, eight and a half, seven and a half, Arizona, six and a half, Philly, six for Washington, 5% chance for Detroit, three and a half percent for St. Louis and, uh, three for Vancouver. Ottawa, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Nashville, and Calgary all can still win the draft lottery, quote-unquote, uh, but we'll only see them move up the draft by 10 spots. They will not actually move into uh, the uh, top spot overall for the chance at picking Connor Bedard at the draft. So that's that's something to hope for if you're a Flames fan, right, Taylor? You can still – it's half a percent chance. But it's possible. Anything is possible in the NHL. Although I have seen a few people say this on Twitter and um, the text line, I think our pal Matt and Cochran brought this up, saying it would be very flamesy to quote-unquote win the draft lottery and still only get to sixth. You don't get anywhere near Connor Bedard. No. You still get a very good prospect. Yeah. But you've won the draft lottery. And it means you didn't win first overall pick. You you get some man named Will Smith. 
Good, good Will Smith or bad Will Smith? Like Oscars Will Smith or DJ Will Smith? I don't know. That's apparently he's very good. He is very good. It was an excellent prospect. Like you're definitely getting a lot better player at six than sixteen. There's no doubt about it. But yes, it would in a way be very flamesy to uh, to do that. Uh, okay, a couple of texts before we get out of here because the text line's been going so good. Uh, Batman wants him in Chicago. Uh, Matt and Cochran back in. This is a reverse playoff. Winner gets first overall. Don't mind that. Uh, this one says, not a chance I want him in the West. Put him in Washington so he can help Ovechkin beat Gretzky's record. Be kind of fun side thing for them to do for a while in Washington. Uh, this one says, please don't go to Arizona. I wish Arizona would go away, period. They won't, though. Bettman's pet team. And uh, this one says, uh, should be a play-in tournament for the top pick. One elimination game. For all the teams not in the playoffs. You know, that would be interesting. It would give us something more to cover. Like if you're if your team isn't in it in the playoffs, you kinda you know, you don't have anything to cheer for, and then all right, let's cheer for them to get number one overall. I don't I like it on paper. My only thing with that, and I, I know we gotta get out of here, we got uh PDO cast coming up next, but the only thing with that is I don't know how you sell the guys on the team on that. That, that to me is the hard one. I guess. It's just for me, it's going to be kind of hard. Like, all right, guys, slap it on. It's for all the marbles tonight. If we win this, we get Connor Bedard. And he's coming in here and he's taking your. Oh, okay, wait, never mind. Uh, he's a good player. We should definitely do this to, to help the franchise. And all you UFAs who are not re signing, block a couple shots for us tonight. We really appreciate you putting in the. This, is, this is for your next contract <laughs> signing. Yeah. yeah. Whoever our number one center is, if you could play really hard so we could get a better number one center, that'd be great. No? You guys aren't? No, you're leaving the locker room? Oh, come back. Please, no. Please. We have to play this play. It's fun. I'm not trying to bundle with that. Yeah, see, no one, they would revolt. I don't think that they would be very happy about that. Okay, but it'd be, I feel like it would be fun for the fans. And it'd be very incredibly fun. fun. It'd be fun for us. It'd be marketing fun for the fans. Things. But I just don't know that you could convince... I think you could get, like, maybe not the entire team, but if you could get the ones with the fun personalities, who w- I feel like they would be down to do it. Hmm. We'll have to discuss this at length. We need to fix. Taylor's determined to fix the tanking problem in hockey, and after tonight, she's going to give solutions. We're going to work on it as a team. We're going to come up with things. Team projects. How We're at Sportsnet 960. The fan. Tanking. Taylor for commissioner. Uh, you know what? I should be at this point. <laughs> I could fix every problem in the NHL every in 20 problem? minutes. Yes, in 20 minutes. Wow. Give me 20 minutes and I got you. Wow. Bold. I like the confidence, but bold. Uh, we'll find out uh, tomorrow when we're back on the program who has that first overall selection. And uh, we'll be selecting Connor Bedard uh, at the NHL's draft. We'll also uh, know who takes a 2-1 th- uh, series lead into game four uh, of the Oilers and Golden Knights because game three is on your radios tonight. Uh, GVP and Azam have you with uh, intermissions and post-game coverage. Uh, that one goes at 6.30 or immediately following the NHL's draft lottery show, which we have here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Pat Steinberg with a special edition uh, of Flames Radio tonight with uh, the draft lottery show at 6 to find out where the Flames land and who lands the first overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. We will be back tomorrow. To react to it all, thanks to uh, Mark Spector and Shai Davidi for joining us. Thank you for listening, either live or on the podcast, and thank you to my outstanding production team 
of Cam and Taylor this afternoon. We will be back on a Tuesday. Keep it locked on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.